everybody, and uh, welcome to the madhouse. I say welcome, but you've, you're already in it, of course, because we now have a national, global madhouse. And in this video, I'm going to explain the extraordinary nature and scale of the madhouse. It is an extraordinary story, but it's worth remembering a classic Nazi technique, which can be described as the bigger the lie, the more will believe it. Oh, they might lie a bit, but they wouldn't lie that much. Oh, yes, they would. And they are. Now, to summarise where I'm going with this today, I'm going to quote uh, Professor Dr. Sukarit Bakdi, a highly acclaimed infectious medicine specialist in Germany, who has said of this virus hysteria and uh, mass house arrest around the world that's come from it. He said this about the lockdowns. They are grotesque, absurd, and very dangerous. All these measures are leading to self-destruction and collective suicide because of nothing but a spook. So I want to emphasize, before I get into this, that I've not sat here pulling what I'm going to say out of the ether. I am quoting doctors, experts, specialists in all these different areas that relate to this whole arena of virus. And Although they don't make it into the mainstream media, for obvious reasons, they are demolishing the narrative. They do speak out when they have the opportunity. And um, this video should be watched in conjunction with another that um, I'm putting the link on YouTube um, underneath this video and on my website the the video will be underneath this one and uh, this is the uh, the um, headline German journalist goes to hospital quote teeming with coronavirus patients and finds no one there nobody empty and in that same video you'll see a a list of acclaimed and highly qualified doctors and specialists in their field, lung disease, etc., who um, demolish the official story of some, quote, deadly virus called COVID-19. So what I'm saying today is not something that I've pulled out of the ether. It's what highly qualified specialist people who don't get into the mainstream media um, are saying. 
And one of these doctors said, there is no new virus, there is just a new test, which has given the illusion of a virus that is deadly to humans. So a friend of mine, um, and by the way, I, I did a video a few days ago that's headed um, Sanity Amid the Madness, uh, in which I, um, I explain in some detail how this uh, scam has been perpetrated. Uh, and it's to do with manipulating the numbers and the figures and the nature of what those figures are supposed to tell us. And um, the, um, the friend of mine, who's a, a, a freelance journalist, uh, sent me a link on the government website a few days ago, uh, which um, said that as of March 19th, the COVID-19 was no longer designated as a um, infectious disease of consequence. Downgraded. A matter of days later, Britain was locked down and people put under house arrest because this virus that the British government had officially downgraded was so dangerous. And how all this came about and what's actually going on will become clear as we proceed. Now, the, the page on the government website that the journalist sent me, as we obviously posted it and put it on social media, etc., it's gone all over the, the social media. People are sending it back to me. Have you seen this? Um, and the same journalist um, contacted me um, last night because she's been going through the the death figures in Britain, the death figures from all causes. In this very period that this coronavirus supposed to be creating mayhem and compared them with the death figures from the same weeks last year. And um, although at the last reports I saw, more than a thousand people are supposed to have died from coronavirus. By the way, I'm not saying they didn't die. I'm saying, what of? And I'll explain what I mean by that as we go along. So in 2019, in this same period of weeks that we've gone through to present time, um, 11,431 people died in Britain of all causes. And in these weeks uh, of 2020, 11,600 have died. So where is this leap in numbers that you would expect? Well, it's not there. So why is it not there? And those figures, by the way, are from Public Health um, England. Well, in the video that I um, posted last Friday, um, 
I quoted a United States scientist, if you watch that video, you'll see all the background and detail to that, who was explaining how this scam is being played. Now, I'm not going to go through all that again, but I am going to pick out key points because it's so important in connecting the dots that I'm also going to lead to um, in this video. So um, this is what this um, United States scientist said. I work in the healthcare field. Here's the problem. We are testing people for any strain of any strain of coronavirus. Let that sink in. Hold that thought. Not specifically COVID-19. There are no reliable tests for specific um, COVID-19 uh, viruses or virus. There are no reliable agencies or media outlets for reporting numbers of actual COVID-19 virus cases. This needs to be addressed first and foremost. Every action and reaction to COVID-19 is based on totally flawed data and we simply cannot make accurate assessments. On that basis, the world economy and billions of livelihoods have been um, destroyed and billions of people are under house arrest around the world on the basis of what he's just described not being the case on the basis of we 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 we're testing for covid-19 and this is what we found but there's no specific test for COVID-19. They are testing, he says, for coronaviruses. Now, there are loads and loads of coronaviruses of different kinds. And we have viruses inside us by the legion. And they never trouble us. Of course, they never get to that point of impact on the body where we get sick. So almost everyone who's tested for coronavirus of some kind is going to be positive in some way. He goes on. It's the fact that there is no specific test for COVID-19. Um, this is why you're hearing, he said, that most people with COVID-19 are showing nothing more than cold, flu-like symptoms. And the reason for that, he says, is because most coronavirus strains are nothing more than cold, flu-like symptoms. They are testing people for coronavirus, not COVID-19 specifically. But anyone that shows um, a reaction that they have some kind of 
coronavirus, like I say, there are lesions of them of different kinds in their body, goes down as a COVID-19 case. Are you getting the scam yet? We haven't even started. He talks about the PCR test. This is the test. Oh, we want more testing. We want more tests. We want home kits. We want this. We want all that. This is what the PCR test is, he says. PCR basically takes a sample of your cells and amplifies any DNA to look for viral sequences, i.e. bits of non-human DNA that seem to match parts of a known viral genome. The problem is, he says, the test is known not to work. So all these figures of cases, and I'll come to deaths attributed to this as well, are based on a test and often just on symptoms and the symptoms are very much like loads of other coronaviruses and influenza. A test that does not work. He goes on. The Mickey Mouse, as he calls them, test kits are being sent out to hospitals at best um, they tell analysts you have some viral DNA in your cells, which most of us do, he says, most of the time. And so, if they're testing you for coronavirus, sis, you are going to show that most of us do most of the time goes on, it may tell you, this Mickey Mouse test he talks about, the viral sequence is related to a specific type of virus, say the huge family of coronavirus, not specifically COVID-19. But that's all. The idea that these kits can isolate a specific virus like COVID-19, he says, is nonsense. And that's not even getting into the other issue, he points out, what he calls viral load. The test is useless, he says, at telling you how much virus you may have. So you've got coronavirus, not specific COVID-19, but you've got coronavirus. We all have, basically, at levels that never affect us. The point he's making here is that the test may be able to say, oh, you have some kind of coronavirus, but it cannot um, detect how much. And it is the level of the virus that determines if you are sick or not, not if you have it in some form, which almost everyone has. He says, the test is therefore useless 
at telling you how much virus you may have. And that's the only question that really matters when it comes to diagnosing illness. Everyone will have a few virus kicking around in their system at any time. Most will not cause illness because their quantities are too small. But it will still show in the test. For a virus to sicken you, you need a lot of it, a massive amount of it. But the PCR test does not test viral load, how much virus you have, and therefore cannot determine if the osteogenesis is present in sufficient quantities to sicken you. This is why the vast, vast, vast majority, getting bigger all the time as a ratio, who have tested positive for coronavirus, cis, have very mild or no... See all these celebrities. Oh, I've got coronavirus. Oh, you're so brave. What symptoms have you got? Oh, I haven't got any. If you feel sick, this scientist says, and you get a PCR test, any random virus DNA might be identified even if they aren't at all involved in your sickness, which leads to false diagnosis, which we are drowning in. And he goes on. And coronaviruses are incredibly common. A large percentage of the world population will have COVID DNA in them in small quantities, even if they are perfectly well or sick with some other pathogen. I'll come to the significance of that as we go along. He asks, do you see where this is going yet? Anyone with half a brain cell on active duty will absolutely see where this is going. If you want to create a totally false panic about a totally false pandemic, he says, pick a coronavirus for the very reasons that he has um, described. And he says, as you test more and more people, not for COVID-19, but for coronaviruses, which almost everyone has, you're going to have more and more cases. And he goes on. Before long, you have your pandemic. And all you've done is use a simple test kit trick to convert the worst flu and pneumonia cases into something new that doesn't actually exist. What did that German expert in this arena say? that all this is happening because of a spook. And so are those other people, doctors and specialists on the video. That's with this one. Now just run the same scam, he says, in other countries, making sure to keep the fear message running high so that people will feel panicky and less able to think critically. Your only problem is going to be due to the fact there is no actual new deadly pathogen, but just regular sick people 
redesignated, you are mislabeling your case numbers and especially your deaths. And I've come to that as well. This is an extraordinary story. Stay with me. And your deaths are going to be way too low because it's not an actual deadly new pathogen, are going to be way too low for the real new pandemic to have any credibility in terms of death numbers, death ratios. But he says, you can stop people pointing this out in several ways. First of all, you can abuse them and censor them um, with help from the population. Not all the population, a lot of people have sussed this, but uh, that this is not what they're telling you. But lots of the human population, they're not, they're, they don't have to be, but they've chosen to be. They're, they're little more than software programs. I call them press enter people. Put the data in. Oh, you're all going to die. Press enter. Ah! And they will insist on silencing those who sussed it. Anyway, another way um, that you can hide the fact that your deadly pathogen is not producing enough um, dead people to justify that title. He says, you can claim this is just the beginning and more deaths are imminent. Uh, have, you, um, have you noticed that? Oh, no, I know not too many have died now, but oh, dear, it's going to be terrible. I, and I'm going to go into that and where that came from as well in a minute. Um, use this as an excuse to quarantine everyone, he says, and then claim the quarantine prevented the expected millions of dead. Spot on. And I'll give you some more evidence for that. From a, a British and even wider than British point of view. So, you say that vast numbers of people are going to die, and that justifies your lockdown, as clueless politicians just believe the bloody advisers. And what's their agenda? No one seems to be asking. Well, I am, but the mainstream media doesn't. And that leads to lockdown on the vast numbers of people are going to die. And when they don't die and never were going to, for reasons explained here and more later, you say, well, they didn't die because of the lockdown. And then they say, so every time we have another pandemic like this, like any time we can set it up, we're going to have to lock down again. This is the game. So when you're talking about flu-like symptoms, which is what we're talking about with this um, COVID-19 um, alleged virus. Um, flu-like symptoms. In um, 2017, 2018, 45 million people in America went down with the flu. Between 60 and 80,000 died with flu, i.e. extreme flu-like symptoms in terms of people who died. Um, flu in the US in this so-called flu season um, has um, 
got to the point of between 20 and 40,000 cases. 30, uh, um, and, um, oh, sorry, between 20 and 40,000 um, um, uh, deaths. 36 million cases. Half needing medical care and 370,000 have needed to be admitted to hospital. Now compare that um, with the so-called coronavirus. And you see a dramatic difference. But it's going to get much worse unless we lock everyone down. And here's more confirmation of what that scientist said. And this is from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in the United States, where they're talking about this coronavirus test, this PCR. Quote, Positive test results are indicative of active infection with 2019 NCOV. Others say that's not true. But do not rule out bacterial infection or co-infection with other viruses. The agent detected may not be the uh, definite cause of disease. Laboratories within the United States and its territories are required to report all positive results to the appropriate public health authorities. So uh, it's um, coronavirus and the numbers fly up. So the key thing here is the agent detected, in this case the coronavirus, may not be the definite cause of disease. But what's happening is that coronavirus is going on the death certificate. This is how it's working. 99%, this is official Italian government health service figures, 99% of those that have died from alleged coronavirus, COVID-19, have had one, two, three, or more other health conditions, which has obviously compromised their immune system massively. So they have these other conditions, many times life-threatening. You've had people with um, late, um, late cancers who've been... Um, tested and found to have a coronavirus and when they've died of cancer coronavirus goes on the death certificate so the numbers go up and so when you have a situation where you're testing people with other conditions often very serious conditions and when they die you're saying it's coronavirus because they tested for it 
but hold on a minute. You didn't know how much of that virus was in that person's body. Thus, you have no idea if that's what they died of when they've got all these other conditions. This is how it's working. This is where the figures um, are coming from. This is how they're being fiddled. Um, for instance, in Italy, um, since this flu season started in um, October 2019, there have been more than 3 million cases in Italy of um, flu. And um, Lombardy, we should not forget, where, which is the kind of epicenter in Italy of this, has the far and away, every year, the biggest death rate from all causes. Lombardy in 2018 had 99,542 deaths from all causes. The next region under that, Lazio, had 57,000. So these things all have to be put in the mix to get any idea what is actually um, happening. Um, and what that um, scientist was saying about everyone basically has these coronaviruses in levels that don't affect you. Um, that's becoming clearer and clearer as the testing increases because there's more and more cases coming to light. Cases meaning people are carrying coronaviruses as almost everyone is, and therefore they're going to test for it, positive for it. And um, there was a study last week published by Oxford University that was pointing out that this um, situation has been circulating since um, at least at the latest um, January, early January. At, they'll find that it went back weeks before. Why? Because it's the flu season. And the more cases that come to light through this testing, the smaller the death rate ratio becomes. You need two figures to um, establish a death rate ratio. One is um, the number of people who've died, but then again, died from what, given the nature of this test? But the other figure to, to get the death rate is how many have actually got it. And so the more and more people um, are seen to have uh, you know, testing positive, the death rate ratio falls and falls and falls. And... Um, this is why there is an apparent discrepancy in Germany where their death rate of 0.56%, 0.56% of this alleged new virus um, is far lower than anywhere else. Why? They've said themselves, we are doing vast amounts of testing. And as they test, they're getting more and more positives, oh yeah, another case, another case, another case, and so the death rate goes down and down and down and down. 
And how they're getting around this, as the scientists said, is by saying, oh, yeah, but the worst is to come. Uh, this is a, um, a quote by uh, Itzenship, a guy called Angelo Borelli. He said, it is credible to estimate that there are 10 positive cases for every one officially reported. Um, if that were true, and as many as um, 640, uh, or this article says, if that's true, as many as 640,000 people are infected in Italy, and that would immediately bring the um, mortality rate down at a stroke from um, 10% to 1% on the basis of knowing how many have it. Almost everyone in some form. So, how did this come about? How did this come about in Britain? But the people who've been uh, driving the policies, government advisors, that have led to this lockdown and this economic catastrophe, other countries. And it's based around an organization in London called Imperial College. Remember that name indelibly on your mind. Imperial College um, run computer models, not just for coronavirus, come to that in a second, but also for um, other things. So in 2001, we had another catastrophe, which was the foot and mouth um, outbreak, in which the computer models said to stop the outbreak, you have to destroy more than six million cattle and sheep and pigs that have no sign of a uh, foot and mouth and have not um, been in contact with any animals that have had it. No, said the models and Imperial College. We must have this preemptive mass cull to stop the outbreak with hindsight, hindsight and a, a brain cell on active duty again, um, this was shown to be folly, but what did it do? It destroyed the livelihoods of unbelievable numbers of farmers and their families. Imperial College seems to be very good at that. The same crowd um, were involved in 2009, when we had the swine flu, and the models showed and the government advisors spoke out that oh, 30% of the UK population could be infected, 65,000 people could die, oh! And a bloke called Professor Neil Ferguson, much more about him very shortly, at Imperial College, um, in that swine flu hysteria, wanted to close schools, supported all that. Worst case scenario, 65,000 people are going to die in Britain. 
You know how many died from um, swine flu? Official figures? 457. And now these same people and Imperial College, which has big connections to Freemasonry, have been driving the projections from their computer models that have led to this catastrophic mass house arrest and mass economic, well, Armageddon. So let's look at Professor Neil Ferguson at Imperial College. He's known in my house as Professor Pratt. And um, there seems to be a lot of Pratts at Imperial College. Um, well, that's my holding position. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll say they're just Pratts but it's not necessarily going to be my position ongoing. We'll see. Professor Neil Ferguson said, projected, that 500,000 people could die in Britain from COVID-19 unless there were massive lockdown social distancing policies imposed. Well, Boris Johnson shat himself. Not a problem. Apparently they've got lots of toilet paper at Downing Street. Bring it in by the lorry load. He shat himself and I'm sure against his wishes and desires, he imposed this um, this lockdown, which has turned Britain into a fascist, tyrannical dictatorship, where democracy and parliament basically has been suspended and law enforcement has been given extraordinary powers that you would only see in a fascist, communist regime. Now, the projection of the 500,000 deaths from COVID-19 in Britain got the lockdown in place. It got the fascistic state in place. And then, because of what I've talked about, they can't um, produce the death numbers to support a um, credibly deadly pathogen. They've now, this is Professor Neil Ferguson, Professor Pratt, brackets, um, giving him the benefit of the doubt. He has now revised the numbers will die from COVID-19 to below 20,000. That was the first one. And I read in a uh, newspaper article this morning that he's now revised it again to 5,700 from half a friggin' 
million. The half a million got the lockdown in place and now they're backing, uh, backtracking like crazy because they can't produce the death numbers. But the way they are trying to get out of this is exactly the way that that American scientist said they would. They're saying, oh, we're revising the numbers because the social distancing is, 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 is having its effect. Um, so why have um, Italian numbers gone on soaring despite having a national lockdown since March the 9th? Um, and this is an extraordinary scam. Exaggerated numbers create the lockdown and the fascist state, destroy the economy, destroy people's livelihoods, make them dependent on the state, which is exactly what this global cult that I'm talking about and exposing for 30 years wants. And then when the numbers aren't produced, you say, oh, it's because of the lockdown that it's not happening. It's, uh, it's extraordinary. Um, and they're even saying now, that um, even worse in terms of lockdown and fascistic impositions may be necessary to save us from this virus. Uh, this is Professor um, Neil Ferguson, um, Professor of Mathematical Biology. Sounds very clever. He's not, but it sounds it, doesn't it? He said the government had wrestled with the idea of adopting strict measures and then going back to normal. He said, we don't think that is now possible. And um, Imperial College advising the government. The UK could face indefinite lockdown, indefinite lockdown, without a vaccine against um, this COVID-19. The vaccine, of course, is the punchline of all this, which I've uh, explained in other videos. Um, Scientists have warned, i.e. Imperial College has warned. They're modelling, shit in, shit out, um, of how the disease could sweep the country, kill more than 250,000 Britons and overwhelm the NHS, forced Boris Johnson's change in tack. Well, of course he did, he shut himself. So, um, this is how it's being played out. We have a test that doesn't test for COVID-19, test for coronaviruses, which almost everyone has. And so the numbers get bigger and you lock people down based on computer projections from an organization that has been many times proven absolutely fricking massively wrong. So this has nothing whatsoever to do with health. It's about control. The very global Orwellian state that I've been warning about for 30 bloody years was coming. And we now have a situation where we're having roadblocks police roadblocks to ask people where and why. Derbyshire police are really um, 
leading the pack, but the others are following on. They um, have um, sent up drones to film people walking in the middle of bloody nowhere, no danger to anyone. They have, uh, wait for this, they have poured black dye in a beauty spot called Blue Lagoon to deter people from going there. And my son Jamie was out walking his dog in the middle of nowhere, literally no other person in sight, yesterday. And when he got back to his car, there were um, officers from Derbyshire Police, the chief constable of which is a guy called Peter Goodman, by the way. He's overseeing, and we should never forget that. I won't, Mr Goodman. I won't let you. Just like I won't let Ferguson forget it either. And um, they said to him, um, what are you doing? And he said, I'm taking, I'm just taking my dog for a walk. He said, if, if I take the dog for a walk um, near my home, there's more people, first of all. And, he, and, and she's not good with other dogs. So it's a great way. I drive out here and walk in the middle of nowhere where you never see a soul. That's not essential travel, said the software program when someone pressed enter. And um, they warned him, took his car number, and uh, that they would be watching for him, um, no doubt, through AI surveillance, um, to find out if he was going anywhere. That, again, that was not essential travel. So when you have people walking so far away from other people that they can't even see them. Being told they can't because of government laws. You are clearly not dealing with anything to do with health. You are dealing with control on a scale. You know, I have been warning about this, but on a scale that almost no one could conceive would ever happen in countries like Britain. And you see how tenuous freedom really is. So we also have a situation purely on based on the 500,000 going to die computer program, 250,000, whichever number they pick out of the air. You've had a lockdown that has now destroyed the livelihood of stunning numbers of people. And that was the idea, because now they're dependent on the state. And there's another question, you know. Old people. All this is apparently to protect old people from the deadly virus. So a system that treats old people with absolute contempt year on year on year on year on year we are supposed to believe now suddenly has this desperate desire to protect the lives of old people that they are systematically uh, killing through economic deprivation alone where people are choosing between whether they have some warmth or whether they eat 
Same system. And I've seen enough evidence so far that's been um, circulating and sent to us at davidike.com from people like nurses and loved ones that there is clearly a, a pattern in which old people in hospital at this time are being pressured to sign do not resuscitate forms so that they can be allowed to die. Even if they don't want to. Now, that sounds, does it not, like a system that cares about the health and well-being of old people. They are just the excuse for the lockdown in league with these ludicrous, ludicrous computer model projections. So, one other thing before I finish. Um, how many people are dying, including old people, from other causes in this hysteria because their operations have been cancelled? And because they can't get treatment, they can't see a doctor. How many? More than is dying, even officially from this virus, that's for sure, long term. And how many are going to die because of all the economic deprivation that's going to follow this? If you start from the pr uh, premise that authority doesn't give a shit about you, then um, that's the way that you can start to scan the world and these public statements and see what is really going on as opposed to what they're telling us is going on. Oh, we care about you. So I tell you what I'm going to do. Um, I am going to go out any time I choose, as many times as I choose, no, I'm not going to go near people. Those that have bought the propaganda, okay, I respect that. You don't want anyone near you, fair enough, I ain't coming near you, I don't want to come near you. But I'm going to get in my car, let me explain this. I'm going to leave my home, my flat, and I'm going to see no one, I almost never do anyway at any time, and I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to get in my car alone and I'm going to drive out into the country as I do and have done for decades and I'm going to walk through the country where I see virtually no, certainly no one at close range and then I'm going to walk back to my car alone and I'm going to get into it. And then I'm going to drive back home and I'm going to get out of my car alone. I'm going to walk to my front door, not seeing anybody. I very rarely do. And I'm going to come back to my flat and carry on with my life. And I am going to do that as many times as I choose to do it. Now. 
if someone wants to come and see me in a uniform or a dark suit, I don't give a damn which, and explain to me how what I've just described, even under the ludicrous claims that I don't accept, but let's let's just take their claims and uh, uh, if they can explain to me how what I've just described is a danger to anyone, even by their own criteria, then I'll stick to what I'm supposed to do, which is only go out once. So come and see me, explain to me why what I've described is a danger to anyone. Of course, you can't, obviously. I mean, it's insane, ludicrous, mad. You know, there are lots of um, genuine, decent police officers, lots of them. But there's also a goodly number of utter bloody psychopaths. And give psychopaths more power and mayhem rules and that's what we're seeing now. These people are, um, I, I, I bet they're orgasmic, these psychopaths in uniform. But you don't intimidate me and I'm going to go out as many times as I like on the basis of what I've just described because I won't be a danger to anyone even by your own criteria. Oh, we'll fine you. Don't give a shit. I won't pay it. Well, we'll put you in jail. Don't give a shit. Do what you bloody like. Don't give a shit. If you concede to stupid, then freedom is the first loser. Every time. You know what I do give a shit about? My self-respect. That's what I give a shit about. And while people are sitting in their homes with their kids, going slowly crazy, the sun is out. There's vast numbers of areas that people can go where they won't... Um, be with anyone else. But they're sitting there, frightened to move, even though they won't hurt anybody. Because the state says so. I care about my self-respect. How about you? Do you know how many people there are in Britain? 66 million. You know how many people there are in the world? Close in on 8 billion. And people are sitting in their homes. Can I go out? Then we've got the Stasi neighbours. We've got police setting up hotlines so neighbours can... Um, report um, other people. Oh, he's gone out twice today. 
And all this is going on. And you know how many people are running this? A tiny, tiny number. And 66 million in Britain, billions around the world, just sit there. While the few control the many. And you know how the, true, uh, the, the few control the many? The many acquiesce to the few. So I'm not telling people to do anything. People have to make their own minds up. I'm telling what I'm doing. I'm going to go out whenever I choose on the basis of what I've described. And if, uh, if the police want to uh, do something about that, well, they can do it. I couldn't give a shit because my self-respect is what matters. They ought to try that. Then they might have some. So um, I'm off out now. See you.